Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and this is Menopause Matters. And today I have with me from all the way from Spain, Ulrika Carlson. And she is an intuitive empath with a history of being depressed and suicidal. She came to a point where she had to choose between life or death. Today, Ulrika shares her experiences and embodied wisdom from her heart with nearly 30 years of experience of traditional Western and Eastern holistic disciplines. Her work as a spiritual healer, medicine woman, international author, reader of the Akashic Records, and yoga teacher and therapist takes her around the globe, and she works with men and women of different ages from all fields of life. The essence of Ulrika's work is to increase consciousness and to guide you into your heart. Her latest books, Holy and Sacred Water, The Secret Connections to Everything, and the sacred soul, a divine evolution through time and space, are here to make a difference in your ascension pro process. One of Ulrika's gifts is to help you transform your karma into flow and freedom so that you can be connected to who you are on a soul level. Her vision is simply to contribute to a more beautiful, conscious, and loving world. Welcome so much, Ulrika. I am so happy to have you here. And uh, tell us a little bit about that transformation, that that standing on the precipice between life and death and choosing life and how that sort of, if, it, if it's not too personal or you wouldn't mind sharing, tell us a little bit about how that uh, transformed you into who you are today. Thank you, Jean. First, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here and talk to you today. And also thank you, you who are listening. I'm looking forward to, to make ripple effects. And hopefully there's a sentence or a word that I say that resonates with you. So thank you for the question. Um, yes. So now when I'm sitting here with you, Jean, uh, I could say of that time was like the dark nights of the soul for me, but it lasted <laughs> way more than a night. It was like many decades. And at the time I was burned out, I was depressed, I had severe sleeping disorders, sleeping mm -hmm. problems, and I was suicidal. Like every day was a struggle whether I was going to end it or if I was going 
to find a reason to live. And at the time, I, I was a mother of two really, really young kids. And nobody in my family knew about my mental illness and how in bad shape I was. I was only telling people that I was tired, etc. So this transformation for me, I think now, you know, uh, at the other end of the tunnel, that this was a calling for my soul. Obviously, I had not just before, but I'm a very stubborn woman, so I didn't listen and I didn't pay attention to to the clues or to the communication from from my higher self, my soul. So I, it was like, it took me down to the darkest night, to the most, you know, moments of despair, disdain, self-contempt, self-hatred, uh, depression, because I wouldn't, <laughs> I didn't stop. I didn't listen before that. So my journey back home to my heart, my my first book, uh, my autobiography is called 2.47 a.m., The Journey Home to My Heart. Just going to show it here it is it is written for people who suffers from mental illness and where i write in a very raw and authentic way about my journey back because for me it was either i'm gonna you know continue to live as i did or i'm gonna kill myself and if mm -hmm. i'm dead i am of no use to my kids right right so through this journey, which was a lot about healing a lot of trauma, both from this lifetime and also past lifetimes, and also ancestral traumas from my mother's lineage yeah. and my father's lineage, uh, and also a lot of unexpressed emotion that I've expressed that have had a voice, uh, and I have you know acknowledged, loved and embraced them and integrated them into my being. So there's been a lot and a long healing process for me. And I realized that the more darkness I am willing to see and to face, the more access I have to the light, right? Wonderful. Because it is like this, uh, you know, a dark night. We wouldn't see the stars if it wasn't for the, for the darkness, right? True. So the more darkness, the more shadows, the more traumas the more unresolved emotions etc etc it's it's actually an opportunity for growth uh even though it doesn't feel like that when you're there i get that so <laughs> let me ask let me ask if you don't mind uh how old were you when you hit that point um that's sort of a research question for me <laughs> thank you uh so this was 2008 uh, where i was in rock bottom and at the time i was 2008 I'm born 71 so I guess I was 36 okay right yeah uh, but this was only a culmination of a long period of mental illness right. it right. started with my sleeping disorders and my book is called as I said 2:47 a.m. so it started with sleeping disorders and then I uh -huh. adapted to that and eventually I only slept 15 minutes per night and I always woke up at 2 4 to 7 a.m so uh, with only 15 minutes per night for a long period of time you can imagine what it does to you to your physical body your mental your cognitive abilities 
that is, yeah, yeah, that's so true. Um, I talk often to people about sleep and working on helping them fix sleep disorders. And one of the interesting things to me when you say that is that it sounds like it had fallen into the the habit almost of not sleeping. I know I am I am doing that right now where I wake up every morning at four o'clock. Most mornings I can go back to sleep. Some mornings lately I have been having that that issue, which is why it's so important to not let that get to the point, as you can see, it gets it gets to the point where you don't even really want to be be here anymore. You don't want to be alive. So I thank you for sharing that with with us, because um, I'm guessing this may not have this may have been more about the mental mental problems, disease that you were dealing with than with perimenopause. But it is very true that many of our many women go through sleep disorders during perimenopause and i want you to enc- want to encourage you if you're listening to this and and doing the, and going through sleep problems to reach out to someone to to start fixing that right now because it it can get really bad so where did where did you find um the fix for this. And I'm, I don't want to make it sound like it was a quick, easy pop a pill and it's done because it, I, I realized from reading your biography, there were many things that went into this, but tell us how that road help went for you. How did that journey happen? Thank you. And first of all, I also want to say that for me uh, as a yoga therapist and also working with the soul for me, it's more than just sleeping habits. It comes, it's much deeper than habits. It is an imbalance in body, mind, and spirit. It is a disalignment with who you are on a soul level. And again, uh, these yeah. 2, 4, 7 a.m., this is the, the time for the liver, actually, because each organ has its own time mm. where it's rejuvenated and replenished during the night. So this time is about the liver and from a yogic perspective. So this, my dark night of the soul is my spiritual and sexual awakening, right? So the two is for chakra number two, which is about sexuality. Uh, four is about the heart chakra and seven is about spirituality to connect mm. with your spirit. So uh, for me, it was deeper and I think for most people also it goes deeper than just a habit because if it's a habit then you can just change habits but if it's I, I think deeper, I yeah I yeah. think I, I made it a little too simple um the problem yes. the problem I just becomes, wanted to clarify that yeah. thank you for clarifying that but I agree with you the problem starts with something else and then it becomes this habitual um problem going of of dealing with it and so yeah, it's it it's seems, it, it's and then it and then that yeah. makes and then that makes more imbalances which makes more bad sleeping which makes more exactly it's yeah. like a downward and negative spiral so for i call me, it the the hormonal sleep death spiral personally yeah. 
Yes, everything is about hormones, right? So for me, uh, to answer the question, I, I discovered, right, that there's no way, there's no, as you said, there's no quick fix. There's no way around it because believe me, I tried it all. I, I tried to numb myself with alcohol, with work. I tried to numb myself with doing a lot of exercising on the gym. I tried to numb myself with always being busy, 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 doing, doing, doing. Whether that was mental in my monkey mind or if it was like on a physical level. So I was always like moving, always struggling, always, you know, I could never be still. So for me, I discovered that I had the only way to heal was to move through it, not around it, not to numb yourself, not to distract yourself, not to, you know, try to bypass it because it's a spiritual bypass, right? So the only way was through it. So I had to face all my traumas, all these emotions, what I call frozen emotions that is stored within our inner water. Uh, so all these frozen emotions uh, is stagnated and block, blocked energy to flow mm. freely. And uh, traumas and unresolved emotions and a lot of, lot of stress, right? So I had to feel all these feelings like defrosting the frozen emotions to feel the fears to feel the the illusion of being separated to feel all this self-hatred that I had you know contained for such a long mm -hmm. time to feel the despair so the only way to expand is to move inwards right because mm -hmm. as much as I want to expand as much as I want to grow I need the same kind of energy also inwards so it's right this is how energy is working so the more i want to be enlightened the more i need to descend the more i want to expand the more i need to move inwards and and heal myself so i pretty much walk the talk everything that i did for myself that i know was working because i'm here mm -hmm. right right <laughs> so that is all we're glad you I, are thank you so this is also what i guide others to uh and with because i know it's helping regardless of the causes of the stress or the traumas or the unresolved emotions so we need because it's called emotion and that means energy in motion right mm. so that means that our emotions are meant to they are designed to move to move through us but most of us in our western countries we suppress them we uh, try to distract ourselves if we feel too much. We, uh, again, we numb ourselves. Everything that we can use, we can also abuse. Medication, sex, drugs, alcohol, work, etc., etc. So I had to move through it all, to feel it all, to explore it all and to embrace it, you know, like, and with this knowing that I have these traumas i have these frozen emotions but i am not my emotions i am not my body i am not you know damaged damaged goods i am a soul in a physical body with a physical experience and on a soul level we have each and one of us have decided on our soul's path for us to grow but with a free will 
we can choose to stay put or we can choose to grow and expand, right? So we have that decision. And for me, it was like coming to this decision, okay, so do I end my life or do I just, you know, or I need to change. And I think now when I look back into it, that there was this really strong spark of life force like life chose me I didn't choose life life chose me at the time when I was depressed so my healing journey has been to feel all the traumas to embrace it to acknowledge it to integrate it with who I am and the more I have cleared out many layers like an onion that you peel the more access I have to my light, to my gift, to my unique frequencies, et cetera, et cetera. That is awesome. So you talk a lot, and we've talked together about how you have a, what we call, uh, what you call a hormone yoga practice. And I think my listeners would be very interested in, in understanding what that means, how you do it, and uh, what the results are. So let's let's dive into that with first an explanation of what what this yogic practice looks like. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> a good question again. So first, I just want to talk a little bit about yoga. Yoga really means union and connection, right? But in the Western countries, we we have lost a lot of the, the yogic meaning, the original essence of yoga. And many right. people think that yoga are an exercise, yoga is a stretch, yoga is, is uh, advanced poses, etc., etc. And here is the thing, this is very important because most yoga practices out there when I was sick was very much in the young energy. Young energy is the masculine, the fire, the fire mm -hmm. energy, right? And we all have yin and yang within us, regardless of gender, okay? Right. But we women, our constitution, constitution are that we have more of the yin energy, the more of the feminine. Right. This is like generally speaking. <laughs> and, and then most men have more of the yang energy, right? So a lot of yoga on the market today are a lot in the yang energy, a lot about, you know, advanced poses in a, in a power yoga Bikram. Yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> and in a quick flow and you know big big postures and for me at the time when I was sick and I had you know you can even hear it in the name I was burnt out I had had too much fire too much of the young energy too much of the doing of the masculine energy within me for a very long time so I had to calm down my my fire uh, that had depleted all my you know inner organs all my inner organs were burnt up that's what, why it's called a burnout right so I then developed this hormone yoga and yoga for empaths and for highly sensitive and the difference is on the existence yoga that are today like a yin yoga practice like I'm a yin yoga teacher myself so I'm not saying that this is good or this is bad but for me and for many others out there that has a lot of these stored trauma unresolved unexpressed emotions and too much of the young energy and then we go to yoga with a lot of fire a lot of young energy and that can make us you know even more sick it, it can come like a boomerang and hit us in the neck 
And even like yin yoga, even though that is really, really good and really in the feminine energy, it is in the cold feminine energy. And if you have a lot of trauma in body, mind or soul, then yin yoga can make you also get a backlash that you can, you know, uh, because you are lying in these positions for three to five minutes and it's really straining on your fascia and perhaps it feels good at the time, but it's like crossing your boundaries a little bit every time. And this can also lead to depletion. I just want to mm. say that as a yoga therapist. So the yoga that I've developed is a feminine yoga, but with a warm energy, a very soft but potent energy. And in the hormone yoga, we work with the OAT axis. It is ovaries, adrenals, and thyroid. So it's not about big positions or a lot of flow, or it's about mm -hmm. the inner communication and balancing the inner, the inner organs, our hormonal system, right? So I use a lot of breathing techniques. I use some mantras. Mm -hmm. I use some specific niche asanas to enhance the communication between ovaries, adrenals, and thyroid. For instance, I'm, I'm a trained uh, physiotherapist, and when I was working at that, many people could come to me with problems in their thyroid, and then I was working like locally, you know, with that, or you can get medications, etc. But that might be only where the symptoms are right? Mm -hmm. The root cause can come from your ovaries or your adrenals. It's only symptoms that we have like hypo or hyperthyros here in, in, the, mm -hmm. in the thyroid, right? So it's like if I take medications for my thyroid, it just take, again, the symptoms away. It doesn't work with the root cause. So I need to work with the root cause, which is somewhere else in the systems. So this is what I do in hormone yoga. We are balancing and are, you know, pushing some buttons really soft and easy to increase the inner communication and the inner healing process. Because again, if I want to heal, then I cannot push myself. I cannot be out of balance. I need to come into balance. Yeah. So this is how we work with hormone yoga. And it's really, really potent. That sounds amazing. It so, is. Uh, how do you get this out to people? So, um, do I, you, I have... do you teach online or or do you? Yes, yes oh. I do online. Okay. I do one on one sessions, and I also do it like in groups and in okay. classes. And I have programs, so I do a lot of stuff, uh, and I participated in a book called The Potent Power of Menopause, where I write about the yogic perspective on, of moving into menopause. So this is one way of, of getting things out there. And, and uh, here in this book, The Sacred Soul, uh -huh. The Divine Evolution Through Time and Space, I also talk about the soul perspective uh, and how everything is entangled. So when we move into menopause, like I'm from Sweden, born and raised, and they call us like menopause cows. You know, it's something that has been belittled or riddled or something that is really downplaying the big transition that it 
truly is for us yeah, women. Well, that's that's one of the things that I talk about over and over, and I'm going to say it again. Menopause is a gift. It is this amazing transformation that allows us to move from one stage of our life to a totally new stage of our lives and take bring into that all the experiences that we've had over the years for whatever from whatever has developed in us trauma joy fun um quest curiosity everything that we have been and did see, were let's see do be have um comes into us at menopause and then we get to decide what we want to keep what we want to throw out what we want to cure because sometimes throwing it out is just not as easy as it seems trauma does not take well to being thrown out let's let's say it that way and we have to resolve it before we can move past it uh as you said feeling it bringing it into balance um but then we have this amazing opportunity i ha i hate that the swedes call it cow um here one of the words is hag uh and one of the words is crone and crone has taken on a horrible meaning, meaning, but it actually comes from the same root as crown. So this is the crowning of ourselves as humans, as women, as spiritual beings here on this planet and looking to make a change in our world. So it's, it's to me, it's about embracing this amazing transition, finding the balance as you said, in through rebalancing our hormones, but also rebalancing our emotions, our the way we think, um, the way we feel, and our spirituality. So those are huge, important things to to take into this next phase of our lives. Is this? I totally agree. Yes, I totally, totally agree. As you say, we are moving into. The crown, uh, and this is what I write about in my chapter in this book. Uh, I have to look for that into, one. It, we move into the crown chakra, like we are the queen and we have the universal access to all, as you say, experiences in our lives, but also universal. So uh, by wearing the crown, you know, we are becoming the queens and the goddesses that we have always been. However, it has been diminished over the years uh, in our countries, this transition. And I also want to emphasize that, you know, when we are having a period and menstruation, it is also a leakage of energy, right? It's mm -hmm. an energy leakages. And, and then, you know, our sexuality, you know, as a young mother or mothers, we are always nurturing and tending to our family. This is the time where our energy is stopped leaking. We are, you know, a whole container. We are contained and whole in ourselves. We're not leaking energy. And we can also gain more lust and sexuality back into our lives because we're not leaking. We're not leaking energy. Everything is intact. So I like that also. It's That's so very important. interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I, I had not. Yeah gone there i i don't think um there's so much good stuff here and i would like to invite you this information will be in the show notes 
uh, Ilrika and I are uh, co-hosting a workshop in February on February 18th. And this is a uh, an opportunity for you to experience hormone yoga in a way that you might not have experienced yoga in a way that you might not have thought about and may actually help you think through this rebalancing of hormones at this time of your life. So all this information is in the show notes as well as Ulrika's uh website where you can find out more information about her are your books on the website my books are on the website and i so i've written five books in two and a half years and i didn't have the holy fucking sacred water uh, <laughs> book with me here uh, but that's, that's okay. also an interesting book because we we know that we contain of more than 70, 75% of water, right? And when we yeah. move into the crown chakra, this is also like uh, where where our skin gets more loose, like we have more access to the water element. And this can also be redirected into the yoni, into the vagina, because many women find themselves, you know, in a dry mm -hmm. space. But that's because we are too much in the young, in the fire element. So to reclaim this water, this flow, this juiciness, it's also accessible in hormone yoga. And what I write about in my some of my books with, with the water element and, and to be aligned with the crown, body, mind, spirit, and soul. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and exploring this important topic. Today, uh, there is more information on the TV show, Menopause Matters, where I have an episode with Erika coming out as well. Please take some time to spend some time looking at this. And if this resonates with you, the information about the, web, uh, about the webinar, it is going to be online in Zoom. And if that strikes a chord with you, please come and join us on February 18th. Thanks so much, Ulrika. Thank you so much, Jane, for having me. And as you say, to talk about this not so popular topic amongst, you know, mainstream media, etc. As I said, we are called uh, menopause cows here in Sweden. Uh, so it's really belittling. And I think also that you are important you who are listening and tuning in so thank you for that and i hope there's something that i say that is resonating with you thank you thank so you. much for listening today we'll see you next time thank you for joining us today if you enjoyed this episode please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend menopause has many annoying symptoms but not many are worse than the lack of sleep if you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 